Welcome to the Natalie Parker Studio Podcast, the podcast for women artists who are ready to pursue their creative dreams so that they can thrive both in life and in business. I'm your host, Natalie Parker, artist and mentor to women creatives around the globe. In this podcast, I'll share with you the strategies, principles, and mindset that you need to build a purposeful and fulfilling creative business. If you're ready to be inspired, encouraged, and equipped to build the art business of your dreams, then you're absolutely in the right place. Let's dive in to today's episode. Well, hey there, artist, and welcome to another episode of the Natalie Parker Studio Podcast. Today, I'm going to give a quick chat with you about five reasons why you may want to consider doing a market for your art business strategy. Now, this comes off the back of a recent decision that I have made in my business to do a season, maybe two seasons, we'll see how this one goes, uh, to do a season of returning to markets. And what I mean by markets, they are like the um, art, craft, design, farmers markets. I've got a few different varieties that I'm doing and testing them out where you either you know have something inside where you're selling your prints your originals it might be you're selling cards um, tea towels little gift tags all these different kinds of things in your business or you might be outside under a marquee praying that it doesn't rain and that the wind doesn't come and you know you might even be doing night markets like I'm about to venture into tomorrow actually for the first time so that's going to be very cool now I've done markets for a long time back in New Zealand. I have not done any in Melbourne, Australia. Um, There hasn't really been a season and then the things went kind of mad and everything got shut down and I made a decision to go and do markets this season because I wanted to get out there. I wanted to connect more with the Melbourne community and I also wanted to test my product and see if this was something that was going to be a good business strategy for me, if it was going to produce a good income, and if I liked it or not. So I'm halfway through um, my season. I've done a couple of markets now. I think I've booked in for, actually I'm not halfway through, I'm probably only just getting started. I've booked in for about 10 or 12 markets. Some of them have been indoors, which again, I love. Um big design markets are really well run some of them are outside at local parks and beautiful um, scenes and locations to be in as well so i started in markets when i was a teenager in fact back in new zealand in otaki in a small town of four thousand people um, often the people that would come (laughs) to the markets would be friends and family and they would know me and it was all very cute and they would often buy from me um, i think sometimes out of oh that's cute and pity or just to support me but it was a really good experience as a youngin to learn what it means to sell and to also thicken my skin as an artist and to be aware that you know some people will walk past your market and just not even look some people will walk past and love it and come in and say beautiful things some will buy from you some will just go oh I don't like that and it's kind of like having an art show really you soon learn who your market is and who it isn't and you soon learn the realities of being in a business now so I'm glad that I started as a teenager because 
although it still can hurt <laughs> when people say horrible things. I'm now 40 years old and it's no one likes um, to have their work disregarded. But it has built up a certain element of knowing what to expect at these particular markets. And so I started as a teenager. I remember one of my stands had these homemade chocolates that I made in our kitchen at home. And I also had a real mix of things. These are real, really bad ways to start and not what I would, would advise now when it comes to doing the market. So I had chocolates and then I had artwork. So I had my year, sorry, what year was I? Year 13, Form 7. My Form 7 portfolio. So I was painting a whole lot of these really cool watercolour fish. I think they were just on paper and they may have just been pinned to a board or I may have framed them. I'm not sure. But yeah, I had my artwork and these really cool chocolates. Um, and I I just had this tiny little um, stand where I was selling my stuff up the highway there. Another cool thing about it as well was that my grandmother, or my nana, sorry, she also had a market stall. She was famous in Otaki for her Christmas cakes. And she would come down and she would absolutely kill it and sell so many cakes. She was always like selling out. And I learned a lot of my entrepreneurial skills from watching my nana she was a business owner they used to run a dairy in Wellington then my nana and uh, my granddad got sick and she became the maid breadwinner she would go on to run a um, clothing store a beautiful boutique with these beautiful floral hats I remember going in there she did floral arrangements she would win awards and then she went on to do all this baking and these cakes. And when, yeah, I just loved going to the markets because Nana was there and she would rock it. And I think she really supported me in my creative endeavours. And I, like I said, I, I think about it now. I'm like, well, a lot of my skills came from my Nana and watching her and do her amazing creative things. So that was really cool. I also did markets um, when I was a little bit older <laughs> in my career and I was doing them indoor in Wellington um, at like local cinemas and things like craft markets there as well where you'd set up your little table there were many many markets that I had done now my experience of them in New Zealand was that they were a lot of work for the income that came in but a lot of that came down to the type of market that I was in it came down to me not researching the audience who was going to be at that market. And it also was a lot to do with my confidence in selling as well as the brand and what I was actually putting out there. So now as I'm going in and I've got um, my brand honed in, I've got my styling honed in. I have original artworks, prints and cards all beautifully presented. I have a you know solid marquee which we invested in a decent marquee with decent weights, with decent walls. It may seem like a little bit extra but the other day um, it was rained six times at one of our markets and it was windy and our stall didn't move. The stuff inside was safe, nothing got wet, nothing flew over and I was sitting there so grateful that we had spent that money investing in quality because I was hearing other stall owners on other sides of me and hearing their things fall over. There was even a couple there who came and they didn't have a marquee and I was like how can you come to an all-weather event when it's going to rain and you don't have a marquee over your product. So, so many, so many lessons there. I'm getting a little bit 
sort of off tangent but here's what I want you to think about when it comes to choosing markets I'm not going to be like you should do markets because these are the best things ever these are five reasons that you may want to consider doing them like I said they are a lot of work but they have some great benefits and it's kind of like um, you know when you're a kid and you go outside and like we used to sell products like what do we sell plums and lemons and apples and all those things that were growing on our property there are so many great sales skills that you can learn when you put your product out there. So the first reason I want you to think about or benefit of having a market is that it can test your product. When we're in our studio, we love what we do most of the time, right? Okay, we're heavily invested in it. We think it's the, the best thing since sliced bread, great product. Everyone's going to love it. However, it's not until we put that pocket, pocket, product out there in the marketplace that we get real-time feedback. Now, some of that feedback might not be great, <laughs> okay? So you need to kind of take everything with a grain of salt. But you'll soon uh, discern whether that is a quality product or not. What I'm loving right now is every product that I sell at these markets, I'm being a little nerd, and I'm using it as a research and I'm writing it down because I have, I think I have 10 different prints at the moment. I've got a small, uh, small selection of prints and I want to know what is the most popular print or prints. What is the most popular card? What is the most popular size print? What's the best price range? How much are my customers spending? Do they want the prints framed? Do they want them unframed? Do they like the square format? Do they like the, the rectangle? I'm testing everything and recording and analyzing. And it's really good because you can start to see, well, I'm starting to see these themes coming through on what's the most favorite design, what's the most favorite size. And so what I thought, <laughs> prints that I love, designs that I loved, or some of my paintings that I got made into fine art prints, they're not necessarily what my clients are loving. And that's okay, okay? I can have my favorites, but... Now that I know that, I'm taking that information and I'm using that and leaning that into my Facebook advertising and using those particular prints as the ones to promote first because I know that they're the most popular. So having a market, great way to test your product, great way to test also along the lines of your product is your pricing points. Okay, you can play around with certain things at markets as well. Um, you know, you can offer like, you know, because when you're selling things online, you've got shipping and packaging and all that time. But when you're at a market, people can just buy, pick it up and take it away. And you don't have to spend an hour packaging that work or, you know, going to the post office and doing all that stuff. So there's a little bit of a buffer in terms of the pricing that you can offer as well. So it's great. You can get that feedback. You can just even observe. You don't even have to, people don't even have to buy the pieces from you to know what your product is good you can just watch them what are they looking at first and you can start to even play around with your stall setup as well and see how that kind of changes what they focus on as well so it's a great way great way to test your product the second thing is it's going to improve your sales skills and it's like I always try to think of having these good lines when people come in you kind of learn which people want to talk to you or not, okay? Some people will approach your stand like they'll come in, 
Okay, and it's sometimes like, sometimes I have the marquee walls on if it is raining, okay? And we did that the other day and I had less people come in and view because it was almost like they were coming into a shop and entering a space and they kind of want to look, wanted to look at it from afar and that was fine. But when I've done things like indoor markets or outdoor markets where it's a beautiful day, the walls are off, I've found that more people actually come in and start to touch and flick through the prints in these little containers that I have them in, which is actually a real, it's kind of like flicking through records. It's a really cool thing to do. Um, more people that way. So you're kind of learning your sales skills in that way. Like, how are people going to approach my stall? Am I making my stall inviting? I often love to stand away from my stall rather than sitting you know like sitting down or sitting behind the stall because when you're sitting there people are like oh this is awkward think of yourself as a viewer of your work of other people's work you don't want to go on someone steering there looking at you like buy my stuff often when it's a full stall or you know the the salesperson is distracted you feel more inclined to go in and enter so in terms of sales skills I kind of try to be a little bit more casual in my approach and not like standing right there guarding my stall I watch where I stand I consider my conversations with people you some people won't even give eye contact to you and if they don't I don't I don't force it I don't I'm not gonna go like oh hey how are you do you like my work what do you want to buy I let them browse for a certain amount of time and then I kind of gauge, you know, like, hey, look, you know, they start to look through stuff. So I'm like, hey, look, if you have any questions, let me know. Or, you know, really do I say, how's your day going? Because that's very generic. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people ask. And I don't say things like, are you shopping for someone in particular? It's really, you start to learn who your ideal clients are and aren't. And I don't force it on other people so you improve your sales skills by those conversations and yeah helping people you know going oh look um, pointing things out to some people because you have your store set up you know all your products but they don't okay so when people come in the way I've got some of my stuff displayed they may not know I have 10 different prints and so when they're looking at things I'll be like oh there's heaps of different prints here just flick through have a look and they're like oh okay cool because they might have just seen one print and thought that was and then they start to engage and then they can ask questions I've seen people pulling up you know a couple of prints and they're looking at them and that's when I go are you trying to make a decision or do you need a hand kind of figuring out or what's your favorite and then they'll be like yeah I'm not too sure how this goes with this or I want this one and this one but I don't see the size and that one and that one and that's where you can ask them and start to help and serve them. I think of sales more like a service okay you're answering their questions you're giving them what they want. That has all come <laughs> from doing multiple markets and being around people and understanding what they may be looking for. As well as that, there is an element of your confidence in your product that comes through. You are the best representative of your product. Now, I'm not the extroverted, outgoing person. I'm not going to stand with a microphone being like, come and buy my art prints this is the most amazing artwork ever that's that's not who I am but I am very confident in telling people um, they often want to know what the work is made of um, or my process I get oft asked a lot what inspires me in my work so having that knowledge even that's when it's great to have a script or think about what you would say if someone comes along and goes what's inspired this piece because that often is what 
draws people in to actually getting that sale over the line. The third reason you may want to consider doing a market is that it's going to build connections with other local providers. So I mentioned, oh, I still feel like a newbie here to Melbourne. I, we've only, well, I think I've been here nearly four years now, but it doesn't feel like that because two years we were locked in our homes. So I'm still building these connections with people and I wanted to get out there in the creative community. And it's been fantastic because these other providers are, can give me information as well. They've got advice on what are some other good markets. I've got advice on how to, you know, improve my stall. Um, I've been able to sort of compare notes with other artists as well and be like, you know, is this a good market? Is that not a good market? What should I do? What are some other products? What do you think? It's it's really good. And then you can even start to collaborate with other product owners as well, which is when these beautiful start things start to happen, when small businesses start to support each other. The fourth reason you might want to consider doing a market is sales. Of course, income, income, income. All right. Especially right now, I'm in the Christmas season leading into Christmas. This is peak time for people wanting to spend. So if you're wanting a new income stream in your business, markets can be a great thing to do that. You need to obviously balance up the cost of the market store, your setup, getting everything sorted versus the income. You don't always know whether that market's going to be a hit or a miss. I asked a lot of um, artists beforehand what were good markets because I wanted to make sure I was going into the right one. But even with that said, what might be good for one artist who might be in a completely different style of work to mine might not necessarily be good for mine and vice versa. So there is a lot of testing, but getting those sales coming through, getting that new income stream is really, really great. Often it can be a great, great cash injection in your business. And the other thing as well I want you to think about with sales in a market is you may not get all the sales on that day, but you may get them a day, a week, a month, six months later. So I've had people come in, like art is, if I'm selling prints and cards, which I am, as well as my originals, prints and cards tend to go, you know, they're quick, quick sales when I have my originals there and some which are priced you know I have around three four hundred I've had you know some two hundred dollar minis and I've had some eight hundred dollar pieces there as well those are higher price points and they're more considered purchases so people would come in and they would be introduced to my world okay they've never seen me before and then they'll often go oh, look I love that piece, but I don't know how it's going to look. go look at my home. So they want to go and measure things. And then often they will go onto your website and then they will follow it up. So I've had follow-up sales in some of my markets. I've seen print sales come back through and I've been like, I know that's because that particular person was at the market. I've seen peaks on my website when I've been at certain market days as well because some people, um, they don't, they see your products and they love it, but they want to do that secret scroll where they go and stalk you on Instagram and watch your website. So that's that. Don't be disheartened if you don't get all the sales on the day. This is like the long-term strategy, okay? You're building that business and the sales can come after, especially with things like original art, which are it's a bit more of a considered purchase. And the fifth and final reason that you may want to consider doing markets is exposure to a new 
audience. Okay, now I love online. Okay, I am introverted. I love using the grams, Facebook advertising, emails, and all that. But there is nothing like physically getting your product out there in front of new people. Not everyone's going to see you online. Okay, and there's also this beautiful thing about actually seeing the product in real life that is tangible and beautiful my products look great online but there really is nothing like seeing them in real life you get that 3d you get to see me you get to connect with the maker people love that they're buying from a person they get to see the whole setup you know of all the different works together so getting that exposure to a new audience and what I encourage you to do as well is to pick markets that are in different locations, okay, because different demographics live in different towns, there will be different um, different people, <laughs> different economic circumstances as well, and you can start to see which market really, really suits. The other great thing as well is then when you're getting this exposure to these new audiences and these new people, some people can see your work and they'll let so-and-so know. It becomes this beautiful chain. So if you're wanting to build your brand, if you're wanting to test your product, okay, if you're wanting to improve your sales skills, if you're wanting to build connections with local providers and creatives, if you want more sales and follow-up sales, and if you want exposure to a new audience, I highly encourage you to consider doing a market or a season of market so you can get enough research data to see if it's viable for you as a possible strategy to build your art business. Well, that is us for today. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you have, take a little screenshot of this potty, tag us in at Natalie Parker Studio. Let us know your key takeaway, what you've loved about this. If you are wanting to learn more about the actual how-to strategies, see the other artists who are doing markets, pick our brains on the how-tos, we are opening our Art Business A to Z program at the start of 2023. So go jump on the Art Business A to Z waitlist. I'll pop it below for you. Other than that, we will be back next week with another episode to encourage, to inspire, and to equip you to build the art business of your dreams. Talk to you then. Bye.